You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Ooh, doggy! Welcome back to the Movies at Momi. Howdy, partner. Today we're doing westerns. Ooh, doggy! Yeah. And we got on the call today, we got Seth. Seth, you just want to say howdy. Howdy. Hi. We got, we got Chris. Hi, y'all. Don't be shy, Chris. And we got a newcomer. We got a newcomer coming all the way from North Carolina. Jeffrey with two F's. Jeffrey, can you say hi to the listeners? Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all doing right? <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, boys. Here we go. You ready to saddle up? Get on, little doggy. And here we go. Movies up, Bowden. Yeehaw. Yow. Hey, these are the movies that molded me. These are the movies that molded me. Jalo love the movies. I love the movies, hey, one love, hey, I like the movies with the boobies. <laughs> hey, it's movies that mode me. That's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then this was get... really hard to do, Omar. It was very hard, especially. Like, I Ooh. think it should be like a top ten. We should have done like a, like a four-part <laughs> series or something like that. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing Western, the Western theme. Cue the music. So <laughs> there it is. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> well, something kind of new today. Elizabeth's not joining us on this one, but we do have Seth from the Fade to Gray Network. And oh my gosh, I'm so excited for Seth's top Western movies. I cannot wait. I'm guessing already. Let's see here. Number three, Fifel Goes West. That is a Westerner, though, I guess. Oh, I was yeah, going to say, I, I, in fact, that's not on my list, but I kind of wish it was. That was a phenomenal <laughs> movie, and it definitely molded me. Uh, Rango, and then no. number one, Brokeback Mountain. All right. No, <laughs> yeah, actually yeah. not on my list. <laughs> because that's gay. It's not really a Western. That's, well... I don't know. What category does that fall in? Gay Westerns. <laughs> I don't think those... Ex- that's not... Uh, the right thing to do would be letting our guests go first. Right, Chris? What would you think? Absolutely. The guests should definitely go first. Seth will go second, since he hasn't been on a movies that molded me in a while. Jeffrey, what is your third favorite Western of all time? All right. My third favorite Western, 2001... American Outlaws. Space Odyssey. (laughs) American Outlaws (laughs) starring Colin Farrell and other people that nobody knows. (laughs) (laughs) American Outlaws. Give us a little breakdown of the plot. It's about about like Jesse James, you know, the guy that robs banks. So so Colin Farrell plays Jesse James and, and him and his brother. They all get a gang together, the James gang or whatever. And then they're, uh, they go around robbing banks and then giving the money to the poor. So the railroad's trying to come through their land and they have to like fight the government to keep their land. So, and the engines, they got to fight the engines too. Oh God, no. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> like you already went racist and like, I'm telling you, no, it's, it's going to get worse tra- in this episode. The just train to let you know. engines. <laughs> yeah. The train Lord engines. Omar. So yeah, that's pretty much that's the plot of it. I'm gonna guess nobody I've never seen this movie. Yeah, nobody's. It's seen a really. It. You know, I, I've seen it. It's a really good movie. Oh, okay, okay, good. Sweet. So at least it, it has a chance. Yeah, it, chance, it is a good chance, movie. Chance. I've seen it, and I like I like the whole story of Jesse James. Anyway, I think there's a couple 
uh, different Jesse James movies out there. There's one Brad Pitt did as well. Go ahead. What do you give it on the grayscale? Um, I'm probably, I really wanted it to be my number one, but then something else came up. So I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Right, a four. Right. Seth, have you seen this movie? No. Okay. Yeah, me neither. Bummer. Omar, what do you give it on the grayscale? I'll give it a four and a half. It's a, it's a really good movie. And like I said, there's a lot of these Westerns. It wasn't on my list. But I have seen it, and it was thoroughly entertaining. And Colin Farrell is a great actor. So, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty good in a lot of movies. Uh, other movies, not so much. Um, okay, well, this movie gets an 8.5 on the grayscale. Uh, okay, that means, Seth, it is your turn for your number All three. All right. My number three comes in as True Grit. Oh, okay. Are you talking about the remake or the original? The remake. The okay. one that was made in... 2010. Yeah. Jeff Bridges. Yep. And um, produced by Steven Spielberg and edited by the Coen brothers. It was super, super good. Um, I specifically really liked LeBeau and I'm probably gonna get some of these names wrong. Um, But Chaney, the outlaw, uh, I, the character development with that was incredible. Um, I really enjoyed it overall. It was really good. Well, I have the Coen brothers at my number three as well, just to let you know. So. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that it was the Coen brothers. So that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Jeff Bridges is an amazing actor. I really, really love that guy. He's amazing in everything he does. Very good. Has everyone here seen this movie? Yes. I believe so. It's one of those, I was looking it up as I was going through, and I'm pretty sure I have seen it. It's not one that like stuck with me. Let's vote. (laughs) (laughs) Seth, what do you give this movie? I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I really like this movie. It was fun. It was good. Uh, Jeff Bridges, certainly, like I said earlier, great actor. I will give this movie a three. I think I'll give it a 3.3. It was a good movie. Like I said, it's not one that like I could really like recall scenes, but so I can't give it too high of a score, but I know I've seen it and I like the Coen brothers and I trust. Where the fuck are you coming up with the point three? I'm going to give it a 3.7 to help your math. (laughs) Thank you. So that would be 13, right? Or 14. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's 14. Yeah. Okay, so 14 points. All right, so True Grit, 14 points overall on the grayscale. That's not bad at all. Uh, No, not bad. It definitely has the potential to be in the top five. It has some True Grit behind it, yeah. That's right. (laughs) All right, time for my number three movie. Dun, dun, dun. Come on, <laughs> spit it out. Here, now, here's Chris. the deal. Here's the deal. This movie is a Western. And yes. if you don't think it is, go fuck yourself. I'm talking about a little movie called Back to the Future 3. <laughs> what? <laughs> that made your no. list? <laughs> I was fuck feeling really bad my about my two because I'm going to feel like it doesn't qualify <laughs> and I'm just going to take your crap. But no, that does not count. I mean, they do go. To I mean, the it is. They're in the, this got cowboys in it, so it's not the entire plot. Yes, it is. It's in the, the worst of the, movie, of the Back to the Future in... movies, though. That's for no, sure. No, it's not. <laughs> Back to the Future Two is the worst. I actually have but, not but, seen but, but this that... one, so exactly. Uh, that's probably a good reason. <laughs> what? <laughs> I I just I haven't seen this. It movie. If there's a movie that molded me, it's it's one of the Back to the Futures. By God. This movie is set in 1885, and the majority of the movie is in 1885. There's horse chases and 
shootouts and a fight in a saloon. This movie's a fucking western. All right, if you okay, and, if you watch American <laughs> Outlaws, then I'll watch Back to the Future Three. <laughs> I will totally watch it. All right, I am curious. But I guarantee you. Yeah, what are you curious about? On like you know whatever streaming service this would come on, I don't know if it would come on any of them. Um, but if it did, what category would this fall under? I don't think it would be western because it's part of a series, a TV like whatever movie series, right? Or it's not a TV movie. This was a huge box office success that brought in like eight, like two hundred and some odd million dollars, which was a lot back then. Yeah, no, that, that yeah, that's true. So. This but was, there's, there was multiple Back to the Futures, though, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, so, so what? Like, this one's set in the 1880s. Set, oh, my it, God. Was it, was it set in the 1880s, or did they go back to the 1880s? It was set in the 1880s. <laughs> they so went what, back. In the second movie, Doc Brown gets struck by lightning in the time machine that sends him back to 1885. Mm-hmm. And Marty McFly has to go back and get him, okay? Because uh, he sends him a letter uh, through Western Union that gets there, like, 85 years later, however long it is, because uh, Marty McFly's in the 50s when, whenever he gets the letter. And he has to take the DeLorean back and retrieve the doc because the doc <laughs> doesn't have you know <laughs> access to the oh, Now, there wow. are a couple of plot holes in the movie. There are a couple of plot holes. Okay. Really? Yes. Te- yes. <laughs> Technically, so there are surprised. two time machines when there's only supposed to be one. And they did have gas in 1885, okay, which one of the plot of the points of the movie is that there's no gas anywhere around and there won't be for another however many years. Uh, but this movie is beautifully shot. The cinematography is great. It's very bright with some sepia tones, you know, uh, written, of course, by Bob Gale, who he and uh, Robert Zemeckis, who directed the movie, they did all three of them. The score to this movie is one of the scores that I remember and like think of often by Alan Silvestri. It's a great movie. It's fun. It's hilarious. It's it has time travel in it and it's a Western. I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't think that this would make a top three. I'm sorry. You lost me in Back to Future 2 when Doc goes back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no you got me i think i'm gonna go watch it now so you guys you have to watch it and i guarantee you it got way higher uh ratings than american outlaws but whatever i will watch american outlaws i promise you all right i cannot believe that this movie's not going to make the definitive i've five. seen back to future three in theater when i was what year did this come out uh, i think 1991 okay and, and i saw it too in theaters i'd have been 11 years old I was, it was like the first movie I remember watching in theaters. I was still in my dad's sack at that point. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my I'll just say, okay. I'll just say I, it did not mold me in any way. Oh and of, of all the Back to the Futures is probably my least favorite, personally. Oh, my God. Okay. It is not as good as the first one. <laughs> but as a Western... It is fantastic. I give this movie 4.5 on the grayscale. <laughs> well, I'm the only other person that can vote on this, correct? God damn it. <laughs> I'll give it a 2.5. Did you just say 2.5? That's uh, that's what I said. Hey, Spaceballs still got a zero, and I'm still pissed off about that, Chombie. So. I didn't give Spaceballs a zero. <laughs> I gave Spaceballs a lot higher than that. I, I feel like I'm doing my due diligence and giving an honest 
vote here at 2.5. Oh my God. Okay, fine. That leaves Back to the Future Part 3 with a total of seven points on the goddamn grayscale. Where's that Where's that at right now on the list? It's the farthest back. American okay. Outlaws has beat Back <laughs> right, to the Future Right 3. where it should be. <laughs> well, don't worry. I'm pretty sure that my next one on the list isn't going to get, it's going to probably fall even lower. And I'm All okay right, with that. Because I'm just here to let you guys know, if you have not seen this movie, you have to see this movie. This is a 2018 Coen Brothers release on Netflix. Yeah, this is a great called movie. Called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And this is th- fantastic. It is a fantastic movie. Like it um has a bunch of people in it. Basically, it's six different tales of a uh, basically the life and violence in the old west. Starts out with uh Tim Blake uh, Nelson, I believe it is. Um, on horseback coming into a bar and then it's just surprise after surprise. And if you have not seen it, I don't want to give away, but there's, there's one reoccurring theme throughout each story that I've seen this movie probably about three or four times. Um, first time I watched it, I was a pretty stoned and I was like, did, did I really, did this, did that really just happen? Cause there's so many, the entire movie is just filled with like, holy shit, did that just happen? Like what just happened? Like sort of like yeah. moments and they just keep coming and it just keeps coming and it's such good writing and the stories are linked, but they're not. And none of the same actors are in any one of the stories and it's, but anyway, that's all I'm going to say. Um, please do yourself a favor. Um, Liam ne- Neeson's in it. James Franco's in it. Um, like I said, the Coen brothers. And if you don't, if you guys don't know some of the movies that Coen brothers have done, like I was incredibly impressed. Like, um, No Country for Old Men, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, um, Fargo, some, Fargo. There's some like, yeah, it goes way back to some really some Raising Arizona, Raising yeah, Arizona. That's the one. That's the one. I was like, yeah. they did that, and so, yeah, they're fantastic. Hats off to them, My cowboy. Yeah, I also love this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I watched it and didn't really know what to expect. I actually uh, watched this because Chombi recommended it uh, to me, and it was really fun. A really fun, uh, you know, like you said, it's like seven vignettes put together as one movie. Um, really cool, really cool job that they did on this. And I love that they're releasing movies on Netflix nowadays uh, that you can watch without having to go to the movie theater. I, I cannot wait until all movies streamed like that personally. But I know that's a very unpopular opinion. No, I definitely agree. I would much rather watch a movie at home in my pajamas than in an uncomfortable chair. I've also (laughs) seen this movie, and it's great. I love it. Seth, have you seen this movie? No. Okay. So it can't be that high because we don't have all four people voting (laughs) on it. But let's let's give it a vote. So I guess I need to vote since it's my movie. Uh, It's a good movie. And I just... like. As I was making this list, I had a friend come over, and I'm like, "Have you seen this movie?" They're like, "No." So I, I played the first few scenes of it, and I was hooked again. So, mm, four point seven. Okay, four point seven. Asshole for putting the point seven in there. But okay, <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to go full five on it, but it, like, I mean, it's... <laughs> Jeffrey, what do you give this movie? Um, point three, please. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna give it three point three. I liked it, oh, but cool. I, I, it oh. was like I had a lot of expectation because I heard a lot about it, and I really liked it, but it wasn't like what I thought it was going to be. So Right. So Okay, so that brings the score up to an eight. 
Um, I would give this movie a three as well, Um, which for me, a three is good. That puts us to 11. All right. So the Ballad of Buster Scruggs does not beat True Grit. It does not beat True Grit, but it does beat out Back to the Future 3 and American Outlaws. (laughs) So maybe maybe everyone's going to hate the rest of the movies on here and that one's going to end up, uh, you know, being second place. Who knows? I wish I would have seen it so I could (laughs) contribute to the number. I, I just I haven't seen it. You should watch it when we get off this call. I think you'll like it. It's really Seth. great. I really do. Yeah. Really? Okay. For sure. I was just going to say that I'm pretty sure my number one will be the number one. I'm just going to put that out there right now. All right. It's possible, but maybe your number one is also maybe my number one. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, that brings us back to Jeffrey, does it not? Jeffrey, see? what is your second favorite Western movie of all time? My... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, si, okay. Oh, yeah, the mustache. Everybody, okay. <laughs> All right. So, for those of you who can't see it, Jeffrey's got a ridiculous mustache for Movember. My wife hates it. So, you look like the poor man's John Mayer right now. Thanks. <laughs> like if John Mayer started doing like a bunch of meth. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. He's just better than me at everything. So, he might as well look better. Um, I think your voice is better than his. Thank you. I do too. I was just being modest. Um, all right. So <laughs> my number two, um, honestly, I doubt, I doubt that you guys have seen this, but it really is like a movie that molded me. So I got to put it on here. Um, it is 1990 Quigley down under starring I've seen Quigley down yes. under starring Tom Selleck and Alan <laughs> fucking Rickman. The great yeah. Alan Rickman. So this movie, oh, oh yeah, by the way, shout out to Chombie because it's quickly down under. He's in Australia. Right. Um, <laughs> he's a hired guy. He like So the guy that lives in Australia owns this big ranch and he hires Matt Quigley to come and kill <laughs> aborigines that are, you know, getting on his land and stuff so he gets oh, yeah. super racist yeah. mate okay. so, super yeah. racist yeah so he gets there it's australia and, man and he is like you know figures out what the job is and he's like no i'm not going to kill these people so the alan rickman character is like all right well we're going to kill you so they like try to kill him and he gets away and him and his lady friend end up teaming up with the aborigines and they uh go and kick everybody's ass and it's awesome. And he's got this super <laughs> badass gun that he can like shoot like two or three miles away. And it's, it's, you know, it's just such a great movie. So, yeah, I will have to say that I do remember this movie. It's not a movie that I would ever think of putting on a top 10 list, but I have to debate whether or not this is considered a Western because Westerns indicate that they're in the West Hemisphere. He is a Western, though. He's a Westerner. <laughs> How is somebody no, a Western? <laughs> this totally is a Western movie, but yeah, it does take place in Australia, though, which is a bit odd. Well, you but, know what? I mean, we let Australia it didn't take place we in a DeLorean <laughs> going back to the future. So, I mean, come on. If we can, it's a Western. If we had a, if we had a, if we can let you slide, we're going to let me slide. Yeah. How, how are those two things different? <laughs> I do have a backup movie that I really wanted to put in here. So, I mean, if you keep going west, you eventually hit Australia. Just saying. That's true. I think Quigley Down Under totally counts as a Western. 
I just feel really bad because I've not seen it, Jeffrey. So you're not going to get my vote. Omar, what do you think about this movie or do you remember it? I feel like it's one of those movies that came on TV that I kind of like started watching it and then got into it as because as you're describing the plot, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing this. And I was, I remember being like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was a good movie. And I feel like I'm more generous to movies than you guys have been recently on my voting. So. <laughs> so i'll go ahead and vote i give this movie a two i'll give it a two jeffrey all right that's fine you know what i'm gonna give it a five so (laughs) (laughs) that'll compensate it it just beat uh back to the future it beat back to the future and american outlaws uh okay so quigley down under at nine which as of right now it is the third highest ranking movie on our list so who knows we'll see uh we'll see how it goes so uh now would be seth what is your second favorite western movie of all time and this is where i'm probably going to deviate a little bit from the rules uh (sighs) I know. Give me so much shit about Back to the Future. Go Do mini series count? No. No. Oh well, then I'm disqualified. I I chose Lonesome Dove. I think it's you know ab- what? I think it's absolutely incredible. And I if don't, we don't, I can't allow it because there's 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 some other series that I'd like to have chosen that are Western series that were really good as well. But it's only six hour total. It's kind of a classic though. Yeah. It's Robert Duvall. Oh. Tommy Lee, Lee Jones, Jones, Danny Glover. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying, is it a oh movie? Oh my gosh. Lonesome, I think, I I think, think, it, I think it should Dove. count. I think you should use your backup, Pavel Goes West. <laughs> <laughs> Which I actually I love. love. I think you should use your backup. <laughs> I don't, it's a miniseries. You can't do a miniseries. Uh, I'm sorry. You're gonna have to, uh, you have to. Because I mean, there are other good series that we can do, like Western series, like as a follow-up to this at some point. But Hatfield and McCoy. People really love Westerns that much that they want to have a follow-up Hatfield episode? and McCoy's is good. We'll see. Oh, my. Because that, that uh, intro was so good, you know? It was phenomenal. <laughs> okay, so if I can't choose Lonesome Dove, then I would choose Fifel Goes West, but I didn't want to cry on this episode. <laughs> But Fifel Goes West is one of the most inspirational. <laughs> one of the most inspirational, <laughs> transformational movies of probably most of our childhoods. So it's a great movie. There you go. What does anyone else think? I sure hope you like it because it's amazing. I don't know any of the specs about the movie. I don't know who directed it. I don't know who wrote it. I don't know the any of the voice actors or anything. But I mean, I remember loving this as a kid for sure. I, I think we should actually take a second and look it up because I know that whoever the animators are should get some credit because I, I just remember like they did a couple of different things in that time period. And, and that that style of animation that's in Five Goes West, like it's just it's like you said, it's like heartwarming. It just reminds me of a good time in my life. Like I just, just seeing. A, go ahead. If you could guess who the director was, don't look. Who do you think it would be? Walt Disney. One I found says an American Trail Five Goes West, and it was directed by Steven Spielberg. Nice. Uh, it was produced by Steven Spielberg. Oh, you're right. Uh, let me look and see if they even have the damn animators listed on here. I'm sure it was a studio that, that is responsible for it. That's usually how they do it. Yeah, it looks like Amblin Entertainment Ambulation. Hmm. 
Anyways, yeah. I what has uh, surely everyone has seen this movie. Yes. 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 And what are our thoughts? I like I said, I loved this movie as a kid. I don't remember any of the specs. I had to look it up. We're voting. We're voting. Two point two point <laughs> so five. I, I'm gonna get. I'm giving this a, a solid four. Uh, okay. Two point five, Jeffrey. Yeah, I'm just gonna say two point five. Why I'll you? Go three point five. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, it's a great movie, but two point five. Fifle? All right, three. I'm changing my mind. <laughs> Five will not transform your life. I'm. You were, I don't. You were guilted into an extra half a point and, there. <laughs> and uh, Christopher, I will give this movie a three. I'll pack it. Yeah. Did you get? Did you get my three five, Chris? Yeah. And what did you give it, Seth? You said a four. Yeah. Okay, so that's thirteen point five. All right, so. Now Fifle goes west is number two. Yeah, we're just gonna we'll be see. like people who actually like are movie enthusiasts are screaming at us right now, and are we get, hope we get hate mail for this list of westerns. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just surprised we don't have John Wayne movies and stuff like that listed Ugh. yet. But maybe maybe they'll be there. I don't know. John or some um, Clint Eastwood. I, yeah, I don't know. Right. Maybe. I think it's my turn. My second favorite western of all time is tombstone. Uh, yeah. Tombstone. So this is uh, 1993. Um, of course you all know that it was, uh, uh, Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. Kurt Russell, um, didn't win any awards for his work in this movie, but Val Kilmer certainly did, uh, playing doc holiday. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton is in this movie, uh, does a little cameo, um, in there, which is interesting. A lot of people don't realize, um, but this movie actually, the writer, uh, the screenplay writer was supposed to be the director, but he was doing such a terrible job on it that they ended up firing him and replacing him with this, uh, Italian dude, uh, George Cosmatos, uh, who ended up directing the film. And apparently the directors and the producers were so cool that Kurt Russell had like a huge say in how the movie, uh, actually like ended up playing out. But um, this movie definitely molded me. Like, there are so many one-liners from this movie that you can just quote, and everyone knows exactly what you're talking about. Jeffrey's already said one uh, tonight. I believe he said something. What'd you say? I'll be your Huckleberry. I think is what you said. I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> um, the yeah, the performance by Val Kilmer, and I honestly, I think Kurt Russell also also has a really great performance are just incredible. Um, Sam Elliott's in this movie. Yeah, uh, Sam Elliott's great. It's so good. Um, this is just one of my all-time favorite movies. This would definitely make my list of like top 30 movies of all time. It's so good. It's incredibly done. And I, I just love every minute of it. Yeah. So 1993, by the way, this is my number one movie for ah. the Westerns movies that molded me. So I'll be cool. finding another movie to talk about just so I can keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> Maybe I'll throw another one of mine up there. But so, yeah, so 1879, like you said, uh, the movie came out in 1993. Um, I just love the, like the whole story of Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday and like the friendship yeah. that, that they had there. It just seems to, and the fact that like they're calling on like actual real people and actual world places, you know, you have like the gunfight at the OK Corral is being portrayed, you know, as in one of the scenes, um, you know, Curly Bill as the, you know, it was a real person as well. You know, yeah. the, the, and the Cowboys and what that was like with the marshals or 
And, you know, White Earp playing, it was like the retired peace officer at that time, just trying to have a nice peaceful life in Tombstone, Arizona, when, you know, the Cowboys are, you know, kicking up shit and basically killing a bunch of police officers and shit like that. So, right. Um, Anarchy. Exactly. And I think, wasn't it like one of like the family members of White Earp, was his brother or something like involved in one of the shootouts or just one of the, one of the lawmen? I feel like it was his brother. And then that's why he was like, all right, I'm going to kick some ass. Yeah. And I, I can still re- remember that scene as he's like, like riding through like the field with like the red bandanas. He's like going to like basically saying, like, if you're a cowboy or identifies a cowboy at all, you're dead. And he had yeah. like all these bandits hell's that, coming were, with that, me. that was pretty much like <laughs> running the West at the time. He just like went through and started just killing them all. Like, it oh, just yeah. didn't even like stop and ask questions it's like if you're if you're wearing red you're dead so yeah that's a great fucking movie man yes it really is jeffrey what do you think about this movie um i loved it and i'm i'm gonna go ahead and give my score on it did you well let me let me ask you this did, did this make your top five at all no it did not okay seth have you seen this movie Yes. Mm. oh look at this it's a movie we've all seen the loyalty and friendship between what were their names? Wyatt and Doc. Doc. I yeah, I've seen this. I just want to throw out there too. One of the things that I thought was really cool about just any story of Doc Holiday because there's a, a couple of them out there. Um, actually, there's a whole another Wyatt Earp movie. Um, that yeah, I almost, Kevin Costner that I almost ranked. It was also very good. Just I love the story yeah. of Wyatt Earp. So anyway, like uh, we have holidays in my family, and so we are not completely sure because my family's from Kansas and from all that area. But it's a very likely possibility we're related to Doc Holiday in some way. And so oh, I'm wow. a, little proud, a little proud about that. Dude, that yeah, is course. awesome. That's really cool. Let's vote. Jeffrey, what do you give this movie? Um, I'm going to give this movie a four. Okay. All right. Seth, what do you give this movie? Coming in at a three. Okay. So far, seven. Uh, Omar? I'm giving it a five. I'm also giving it a goddamn five. Oh, I mean, it's, okay. my, top, it's so, my top movie. I better give it a five. Yeah, so. Of course. Yeah. And it's my second. So uh, this movie is killing it with a total of 17 points on the great scale. Nice. Way to go, Doc. <laughs> yeah this is a fantastic movie oh when, um, when he when he's like basically like saying goodbye to doc halfway I, i'm sorry if you haven't seen this movie then i've already given you some spoilers what the fuck are you doing I'm, 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 I'm gonna keep going a little bit <laughs> spoiler alert some more but when he that's that gut-wrenching scene where you think like doc's dying laying there and mm-hmm. um a white herb's about to go with a uh, one of the best gunfighters i'm sorry i can't speak He's got to go have a shootout with one of the best gunfighters where he's outgunned and, and it's pretty much, he's probably going to die. Ben and Doc Holliday has a reputation of being the best gunslinger pretty much in the West at that point. The thing that happened that was really cool is you, you literally thought that Doc Holliday was dead at, at this point in the movie and you, and you were like, okay, well, we're going to go on without him. That was sad. But then he shows up at the gunfight in Wyatt's place, like kills the motherfucker and then they just rally, like with whatever life Doc has left, and go and take out the rest of the Cowboys. It's just so, so it's like so feel good, like there at the yeah. very end, because you're you're thinking like, oh no, it's like it's still a good movie if he dies. Yes, he didn't. right. So yeah. I'm gonna watch that movie as soon as we get off. This Oh my God! Well, I'm glad it's it's definitely our top movie so far. Um, I guess that brings us to. Omar, what is your second 
favorite Western of all time. All right. Well, parental advisory, explicit lyrics. Ooh. Um, <laughs> my, my, my number two Western movie is a 2012 Quentin Tarantino film, The oh, Django yeah. Unchained. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Jamie Foxx, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. <laughs> Leotardo DiCaprio. I, I actually like really like the guy. I think his best role is still what's eating Gilbert Grape, but that's a whole other story. Um, I killed him. <laughs> I killed him, Gilbert. Say where's Arnie, Gilbert. Say where's Arnie. I killed him. Uh, Samuel Jackson, Christoph Waltz. I mean, just a great, um, obviously, the one thing I will say is the end bomb with the hard R is thrown out there. I was going to look it up how many times it's like said, but it's, it will desensitize you if you have any like language police stuff in you whatsoever. It will completely desensitize you from that whole thing. And it's really takes place in 1858 about a bounty hunter who is looking for the slave Django um, and buys him and he needs him basically to find some other bounties. And it's really kind of interesting because you have Django is basically he's bought, but he's a free man working alongside They become partners. So he agrees to help him out. If the bounty hunter will help him find his wife who was also like sold into slavery at the same time Django was. Broomhilda. <laughs> Broomhilda. I just thought the best <laughs> scene of this movie is the the horse ride. <laughs> when uh, with Jonah Hill and they're like trying to figure out the masks with the holes. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty funny. <laughs> I can't like, I can't see yeah. on this fucking thing and I can't drive on this fucking thing. <laughs> it's violent, it's bloody, uh, language is bad, the humor is great. Acting is amazing. Directing is amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, Dude, Christoph Waltz is, after he was in Inglorious Bastards and then in Django Unchained, he quickly became one of the actors that I just sought out anytime he was in a movie because he's so fucking good in this movie. Yes. And, well, obviously in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. That's all I have to say about it. If you haven't seen it, um, fucking go see it. And if you don't like that, I said fucking, don't watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought up the whole, uh, you know, desensitized and, you know, if you're one of those people that can't take it. Well, Seth actually walked out of the theater uh, whenever this movie was playing with how many N-bombs got dropped. Isn't that right, Seth? Okay. Westerns are... <laughs> it's a Western. <laughs> takes place in 1859 and it's definitely this out is West. totally a Western. This is a neo-Western, but it's a Western. I'm not saying it's not a Western. What I'm saying okay. is that Westerns kind of get a pass when it comes to the inward so because it's it's not within our own social context it's a western it's displaying something historical it's part of history so uh i i was just commenting on your little kick at me for the inward there (laughs) and i'm just retorting back all right well let me ask you this seth did you see this movie i believe so yes you believe so (laughs) i can't remember it didn't mold you (laughs) Dude, it didn't mold me, but I, I've seen a lot candy. of oh. I've seen a lot of movies. So I mean, I'm I'm, I'm almost certain I've seen it. This is DiCaprio's but finest movie. It's his one, finest one hour as an actor. It's, it's no, no this, the beach. It's not the beach, but you know. No, this is his <laughs> this is his finest hour as an actor. He is in his premiere, The Revenant, which is also a western. He won an Oscar for that for best actor. But the fact is, is that no, he was best in Django Unchained. Does he show his ass in the film? Uh, Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future 3 does. That's <laughs> not the question I asked you. My question is, did he show his ass in this film? 
No, he did not. Then it is not his best film. <laughs> Whatever, Seth. I, I would just say that Samuel L. Jackson's character Bum-tsh. in this movie I was one of my favorite characters, but I hated him the entire time. Oh, yeah. But, but I love the way it ended. So <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I guess, I, I mean, we talked about spoilers. I don't know if this one's new enough, too new to spoiler or what, but... Spoil it. But um, he's... Definitely the entitled uh, house nigga, um, if you want to say, who basically is selling out his own people and just and and likes his entitlement and is protecting his entitlement throughout the movie. And you're seeing this, and uh, he gets what's coming to him at the very end, though. And so, um, oh yeah, he, di- he dies epically. So, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey, what did you think about this movie? Um, I loved this movie. Like I said, the mask scene where they're trying to figure out the holes in the mask um, is like, I, there are times when I just like get on YouTube just to watch that scene and laugh every <laughs> time, you know, like I laugh the same every time. Um, yeah. That's my favorite part of that movie. The one guy gets mad because his wife's the one that made him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't oh, remember God, exactly ridiculous. what he says, but it, yeah. Something about his wife spent like three days making all these masks. Um, you know what my least favorite part of this movie was? What's that? Quentin Tarantino <gasps> acting in it. His accent what? as an Australian man is absolutely terrible. You guys don't probably even remember that scene. I don't remember that. No. <laughs> no. I feel like I should, though, because he's right. pretty ugly. Oh, yeah. He's definitely <laughs> ugly. Great, great fucking writer and director. But, yeah. I mean, ugh. Let's vote on this bitch. Let's vote on it. Uh, Seth, what do you give Django Unchained? 2.5. Wow. What? Wow. Okay. Uh, Jeffrey, what do you give Django? All right. I'm going to... What did Seth say? 2.5? Yeah. Said, I'm going to say 3.7. God damn it. Okay. Uh, Omar, what are you going to give it? I'm going to go hard five on this one. Me right. too. I was going to go a little bit lower, but Seth, I think, is too low on that. So I'm bumping, bumping up the Django over there. I just can't even believe. All right. So to be honest, the first time I watched this movie, um, it was late and I fell asleep. Um, The second time I watched it, I fell asleep. (laughs) And then the third time I was like, okay, I got to finish this movie. So I watched it. I really did like it, but I just couldn't stay awake. It was really long. Well, Omar, I'm glad this was on your list because I actually had this as my number four. It's got a total of 16.2, so it's right behind Tombstone. It is currently our number two. Nice. Followed by True Grit. So either way, this is going to be a good right. list. Um, it's going to be a good list. All right. So, Sorry, Jeffrey, go ahead. No, you're all right. So my number one is the 2007 remake, 310 to Yuma. Okay. Great yeah. movie. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, starring Russell Crowe, Christian Bale, and... Ben Foster. Um, yeah. So this movie is, I love this movie. This out of like all these Westerns we've been talking about, I've probably seen this one the most. Um, it like starts out with Christian Bale's character. He's like a rancher and he witnesses a stagecoach robbery. And which is Russell Crowe's character. He's like the bad guy, the outlaw. And, um, Oh man, just seeing Russell Crowe play that bad guy throughout the movie. So like 
at the beginning of the movie, he's a pretty stern, you know, like bad guy. Like he's just like killing people and, you know, doesn't give a shit about anything. And then like, so throughout the movie, you get to see him like progress as, you know, you kind of see his true colors and like, he's not really that bad of a guy. So to spoil it, I mean, it's 2007, so it's fine to spoil it. Um, But like towards the end of the movie, you know, Christian Bell's character has to take Russell Crowe to the 310 to Yuma train. So he gets arrested and he's taken, he's taken Russell Crowe to the train to be shipped off to prison or whatever. And it's just like all the odds are against him. And like Christian Bell's son is there and he's like watching him. And like, so all of Russell Crowe's guys are like caving in on him, and Russell Crowe starts shooting back at his own guys you know, just so he can, you know, prove he wants to let Christian Bell's character prove that he's a man in his son's eyes. And so he pretty much like gets on the train, even though it's pretty much a shit show. Um, So I just, I love how their characters kind of like develop together, you know, and it's almost like they're friends at the end of it. And it's just such a great movie. That's why it's my number one. It awesome. is a yeah, fantastic a good movie. movie. Uh, one of those, just speaking of movies that molded you, I can think back when I first watched that movie and what I was doing. And it was, I remember it was such a good movie. I ended up watching it a couple of times, but this is back when I was living in Alaska and working at that drug and alcohol rehab center. And we watched a lot of movies with those guys, um, like on the weekends and stuff for their free time. And it was one of the movies that like everybody it was like borderline because I had a lot of violence and stuff in it, but it was a fairly clean movie. So like the church program that we were a part of allowed them to watch it because it didn't have too much language <laughs> or no nudity and stuff in it. Jesus uh, approves. <laughs> so it's a fairly clean movie if we can say that nowadays. But um, but yeah, I I, uh, I would say I don't I don't guess we're voting on it yet, but it's definitely a movie that impacted me in such a way that it brings back memories of that time. So it's a movie that molded me. It's a great movie. And you mentioned that it came out in 2007. There's a couple other movies, uh, a couple other Westerns actually that came out in 2007 that I'm not going to mention now because they may be in the top, but that was a great fucking year for, for Westerns and for movies. Uh, Seth, have you seen 310 to Yuma? I have. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Very cool. So this will be a, a good vote. Jeffrey, what do you give... 310 to Yuma. I'm going to give it a number five. Okay. That makes sense. It is your yeah, my top. favorite Western. All right. Uh, Seth, Seth don't, what do you Seth, give 310? <laughs> don't forget what I did for you on Five Goes West. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it's a four. Okay. All right. Uh, do you have anything to say about the movie, Seth? No. It's okay. Good, Omar, what do you give this movie? Man. Seth, I think he's trying to suck up over there to Jeffrey. Um, no, I, I give it a four as well. No, that's a good score. Okay. I, I agree. Cool. Uh, I did like this movie. I will not say that I could give it any more than a 3.5. Uh, Christian Bale is amazing in this movie. And the, he's the one that really makes me want to give it uh, the 0.5 as opposed to just a three. 15.5 on the green. yeah. 310 to Yuma. Is that number one now? No. Number three? Uh, number four? Okay, so at 15.5, that comes in 
right behind Django Unchained. So we've got Tombstone at 17 points, Django Unchained at 16.2, and 310 to Yuma at 15.5, leading the list. Interesting list. Interesting list. All right. Who's next? Uh, Next up, it will be Seth. Seth, what is your first favorite Western of all time? And don't you dare tell me it's not Brokeback Mountain. (laughs) Is everyone ready? I mean, I do think Heath Ledger did a pretty good job in that movie, even if it killed him. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Brokeback Mountain was a good movie, but that is not my number one. (laughs) Okay. All right. What is your favorite Western of all time? Legends of the Fall. Ooh. Okay. This one was almost on my list. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins, Aiden Quinn, Henry Thomas. Um, It was essentially... It's... I don't know how to describe this movie. Essentially, it's like a unconventional but close-knit family tragedy. Yeah. Um, you know, brings people together after the war. And, you know, several of the siblings survive the war. But when they return home, they f- of course, they fall in love with a beautiful woman. And uh, that begins a pretty intense rivalry that... Uh, begins to destroy their entire family so it, it it's good it is really, I really good i remember watching this movie as a kid uh what, what what year did you say this came out oh uh the year do you know um it? anyone know it nine, it's got 90 you know what it's based on was it 1990 i don't know it's a it's a 90s i don't know which it's definitely 90s <laughs> i remember watching this as a kid what was the but name Brad of the kid legends of the fall. legends of the fall have you seen this omar no, okay. I have not. This was like the first time I remember seeing Brad Pitt in a movie. It made me, it made me cry. It was good. Yeah, and I cried when I was in, when I was young, and I watched. I actually those. just yeah. recently watched this, probably within the first like three three. Nineteen ninety four, by the way. Ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Thank you. You recently watched it, what, Jeffrey? Oh yeah, uh, within like the last three months for the first time. So. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, Seth, what do you give this movie on the grayscale? Oh, it's a it's a five. Okay. All right. Jeffrey, what do you give Legends of the Fall? 3.5. Okay. And I give this movie a 3.3. A th- 3. Just a 3. 3. Not a 3.3. Just a 3. Uh, okay. So that's going to make this movie be, let's see, 8.5 plus 3. So that'd be 11.5 on the yep. grayscale. Legends of the Fall has 11.5. Yeah. I would say if you watch it now, um, Brad Pitt's character is a little cheesy. <laughs> I love his long hair. I do too. <laughs> I mean, if I was ever going to go, it would be for him. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that, Seth? You have no chance. I'm well aware. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this brings me to my top movie Western of all time. Which is? Drumroll. Dun, 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 dun. 2007's Paul Thomas Anderson's written and directed masterpiece, There Will Be Blood. Ooh. Okay. Nice. And this is a Western. If you don't think it is, go fuck yourself. It's a neo-Western. Uh, Daniel Plainview, who is magnificently oh my played gosh, dude. by Daniel Day-Lewis. Could you have a better role for this guy? <laughs> to me, this is Daniel Day-Lewis's best movie. Yes. Um, and then Paul Dano in his role as Eli Sunday. I mean, this this movie, 
is one yeah. of the best movies of all time. It makes my top five of all time for sure. I mean, I didn't no put way. it on my list because I knew it was going on yours, Chris. Honestly, you, fuck yeah, you knew it was going on my list. We've already even done a movies that molded me just about <laughs> this movie. So yeah. you know that I fucking love this movie, and of course, um, it, it's going on my list. the The score of this movie, uh, written by Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood, which only puts the cherry <laughs> on top of this fantastic package of a movie. Um, I cannot recommend it enough. It won uh, Daniel Day Lewis won for best uh, actor that year, two thousand seven, but the. Uh, other one of the other westerns that came out this year actually won best picture of course that was um 2007's no country for old men but uh either way this movie is incredible i cannot recommend it enough and i do not expect it to make it on the definitive list <laughs> it's funny though that you mentioned uh no country for old men as well because oftentimes i get those two movies confused when i'm trying to like yeah recollect them up. but recently i watched there will be blood because we did do a movies mode of me about a couple months back on this and yeah. we watched this movie and it's very good especially this the dynamic of commerce and church and who's yes. gonna who's gonna win who's gonna rule like how's right like it's i think it captured that entire dynamic great that power struggle was played out mm-hmm. excellently and and i well acted well directed and highly entertaining, very dark movie though. Very yes. dark. Oh yeah. But also humorous at times, you know, like there, there is some subtle humor like in there. Like for example, the scene where Eli uh, brings Daniel Plainview to the church to be baptized. And he's like, give me the blood so I can get out of here. You know, it's just, it's hilarious, you know, but it's also give me the blood, give me the blood, That's a great give part. it to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that blood. It's incredible. Yeah, that's um, that's the. I mean, the reason I loved this movie is because it was so dark, and you're just like, Ugh, yeah, like you, you just. It's just like makes you feel something. That's what I love about movies like true. this. You're just like, I mean, it's yeah. such a a weird like bad feeling, but you're like, I love that I feel something right now. Other than you know, tongue and cheek, dry humor or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, yeah, I love the little bit of like the funny stuff in it. Like you were saying. Yep. I love this movie. Uh, I think everyone here has seen this movie. Yes. 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 Nice. Well, maybe it does have a chance. Uh, I hope anyway, what, uh, Jeffrey, what do you give this movie on the grayscale? Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Okay. Uh, Seth, what do you give this movie? 3.5, 3.5. Omar, what do you give? There will be blood. I get it a four. I get it a four. Okay. You know what I give it. I give it a 10, but I'm going to give it a five. <laughs> uh, so let's see here. That's 16.5 on the grayscale. Nice. Because I give it a five. So, all right. So, so far, let's see where we're at. Um, we've got Tombstone in first place with 17 points. Fuck yes. Uh, there Will Be Blood follows it with 16.5 followed very closely by Django Unchained at 16.2, uh, 310 to Yuma with 15.5. Okay. So that's kind of where we're at. Omar, you've got the last movie of the night. What is your number one Western of all time? Well, my number one Western of all times has already been mentioned at Tombstone. <laughs> so what I'm doing right now, I'm trying to decide between two other movies that 
I wanted on my list that didn't make it. Um, Jeffrey already said one with a 310 to Yuma. That, so there was, like I said, I could have made a whole 10 movie list. But I'm going to go with, I'm trying to decide, there's a 2007 movie I could go with since we've been shouting out to th- 2007 a whole lot. Or I might go another here. Quentin Tarantino direction as well. So you could. Uh, we'll go Tarantino because we've already did a Jesse James movie. So the other one was, I would just say, the 2007 was the Brad Pitt version of the Jesse James, the assassination of Jesse James. Good it was movie. a very okay. good movie as well. Good. So, but I think you made the right decision. Yes. The hateful, the hateful <laughs> eight is what I'm choosing. Yes. As alternative number one. It's a yes. great flick. Um, Quentin Tarantino, like I said, I'm looking this up as I'm talking to you guys right now. I mean, it has a great cast. Kurt Russell is, is in this job. one as well. So, um, you know, it plays the hangman. Basically, like, while racing towards the town of Red Rock in a post-Civil War in Wyoming, bounty hunter John the Hangman, Ruth, played by Kurt Russell, and his fugitive prisoner, Jennifer Jason Lee, encounter another She's bounty so fantastic. hunter, Samuel L. Jackson, and a man who claims to be sheriff. Hoping to find shelter from the blizzard, the group travels to a stagecoach stopover located on a mountain pass. Greeted there by four strangers, the eight travelers soon learn that they may not make to their destination after all. (laughs) Yeah, I love this movie so much. This is an unpopular opinion, but I think it's better than Pulp Fiction. I love this movie. I think it's so much fun. And Kurt Russell is... (laughs) He's made our list already on here, and yeah. I believe he'll make our list again. I think he is one of the most underrated actors uh, out there. I think big he's trouble on Low China, baby. Fuck yes, he's he's uh, <laughs> he's in my honorable mention. <laughs> What's your honorable mention? Uh, my, the one that almost made my list: Bone Tomahawk. It's a 2015 movie. You guys probably haven't seen it. <laughs> Have but it is definitely one. one of the best westerns I've ever seen. But I just thought it was too new to put on my list. Wasn't that Seth's screen name, Bone Tomahawk? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and, and and it it is on Amazon Prime, so you should definitely watch it. It is brutal. It's like, yeah. oh my god, it's such a great story. Isn't Sorry. the Hateful Eight on Netflix right now? Yes. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So if you haven't seen that, you can certainly go watch it there. Dude, props to Netflix. I, I, I done I done did it with two Netflix today. So Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh Seth, done you've seen it. this movie, right? What's it called? The Hateful Eight? No, I have not. Aww. Okay. It's a bummer, but it's okay. Only only boo that because I wanted to have a higher score. I'm not booing you, Seth. Uh okay, so Jeffrey, what would you give the Hateful Eight on the Grace I'm gonna give it an eight. No, <laughs> Um, <laughs> hatefully, real hatefully. Yeah. Um, Hateful Eight was a great movie. I'm going to give it a four. Four. Uh, Omar, what do you give the Hateful Eight? I get a four, five, four point five. Four point five. I will also give the Hateful Eight a four point five. I think that's a fair score, which, uh, let's see, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. That gives us a total. Uh, so yep. it's 13. All right. So so before you reveal the top five, let me just apologize to anybody who's still listening who is a Clint Eastwood fan or <laughs> <laughs> or what was the other one? The John Wayne fan. The Apparently, th- this is a generational thing. Well, hell um, there, partner. I had a lot of both shoved on me at one point in my life. And actually, it's kind of like a bad experience. Like, it's... <sighs> they're... 
great for the time period that they were made in. Really good movies, really good actors, but it's just, they just don't do it for me. Those movies just, what's the one worth the good, the bad, and the ugly? It's a, that's a decent movie. That's a yeah, decent it is movie. a good movie. Hang them high. I mean, Hang them low. A lot of really, yeah, you got a lot of really great old movies, you know, but. Yeah. If I had a top it's 10, a maybe, maybe they'd sneak into if it was a top 10. But if we're doing just a top three, there's no way they're making it in. So I agree with you. I think it's a generational thing. And I think, you know, we're of an age where we're more into neo-Westerns and it's okay. Uh, I think that a lot of these neo-Westerns are uh, at some point, you know, better than some of the old Westerns. And are you ready for the definitive top yes. five Westerns of all time? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Coming in at number five Yeehaw! with 14 points on the grayscale, we have True Grit. This was, uh, I believe, one of Seth's picks. Yes, it is. Uh, uh, number four, we have 310 to Yuma with 15.5 on the grayscale. This was Ooh, Jeffrey's pick, right? Yes. Good pick, good pick. Yep. Way to go, Jeffrey. All right. At number three with 16.2 on the grayscale, we've got Tarantino directed and written Django Unchained, which was Omar's pick. Good job. Great movie. Uh, And then, of course, the top two movies are Chris (laughs) picked. (laughs) It's Western Seth. Get over it. it, 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 it We're not soft, in the Western. That was a soft day. There was no hard R there. Yeah, but guess Calm what? Down. Omar's black. He can do what he wants. Um, I only okay. took it halfway there. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last two, uh, number two, of course, is one that I picked. There Will Be Blood with 16.5 on the grayscale. And then finally, which technically this was also Omar picked, but I picked it first. Tombstone made our number one Western Woo! of all time with 17 out of 20 points on a gray fucking scale. I love this list. Great. I think great this is list. a great definitive list. Yeah. So in other words, everybody go watch the top five list because they're all great movies. <laughs> and I'd also like to congratulate myself for winning this round of movies that molded me with 40.5 points, followed by Omar with 40.2, Seth with 36.5. That means Jeffrey's last with 33 points. If you completely agree or disagree with our list, make sure to hit us up on social media. Yeah. And don't forget to also go watch Quickly Down Under and <laughs> Back to the Future 3. <laughs> An American Outlaw. And Fievel goes west. But really, don't forget to go ahead to patreon.com, find Fade to Gray, and join the Patreon family because we'd love to have you there. And maybe, who knows, maybe you'll be the next guest on Movies That Mold Me. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Oh, thanks for being here, dude. Seriously. Good times. Great. You want to sing us out? Deep river, <laughs> my home is over Jordan. <laughs> Woo.